Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. I hate you so goddamn much right now. Is it because I made you wait so long to play this amazing Zelda game? I. We played I, Zelda. It, Zelda. I, I hate <laughs> everything you love. <laughs> There's there's no excuse for this. It's like it, it, it's just kind of like oh man, you know, like I'm I'm really excited to go to this like nice restaurant. It's like instead of a nice restaurant, we're going to an alley where they take your kidneys. You know, <laughs> it's like a restaurant in that you go someplace to sit down. But no, this this is a Zelda game in name only. This is this is the Simon's Quest of Zelda games. This is. This is the Mario 2 of Zelda games, and and that actually does a huge disservice to Mario 2 and Simon's Quest. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, what this is? This is the level two of Battletoads of Zelda games. It's just, it, it, it's just unforgiving and thankless <laughs> and unfun. I would say actually that is the best analogy that anybody who's thinking about playing this game is. It's like imagine if they took the second level of Battletoads and stretched it out over an entire game, yeah. you know, just, and you don't have an older brother that can beat it. <laughs> nope, no, just, no. Just 15 hours of the brain scooter level. <laughs> no, this was, it, it, this was like the, the gaming equivalent of me running full force into a brick wall, getting up, doing it three or four more times. And then like, like my body begging me to stop and me being like, nah, man, no, you got to put on a good podcast. So <laughs> Gear up. <laughs> this is uh this is where some of that Patreon money's gotta go is right into therapy. Just right <laughs> like just directly from the pockets of listeners right into the pocket of a therapist. Yes. Yeah. No, actually I'm I'm really glad that that honestly that you did this to us as opposed to um a Patreon subscriber <laughs> because I don't I think I might be like, we need to shut down this Patreon account. This is this is bad. <laughs> Game over, the listeners hate us. We're not yep. Yeah. <laughs> And so for anybody listening, this will be our last episode because we're both emotionally shattered as human beings. Yeah, totally yeah, dead, unfeeling yeah, husks now. Um, <laughs> so I didn't actually think to ask you before I sentenced you to um, this kind of uh, like death march. But like what what are your memories of playing Zelda 2 as a kid? Do you have any? Honestly, I, I know I played this game like once you know his i obviously you know i played played the ever loving heck out of good zelda games <laughs> <laughs> including zelda the zelda yeah um you know like i played that for hours and hours and hours and hours and this one i feel like i played once and then just recognized it as a vastly inferior game and then just immediately dumped back into normal zelda um yeah i can't i could not tell you where or when or how i think i think i I, I took all of those memories and I put them in a box <laughs> and I put that box way back in the corner of my mind. And then 20 years later, like walked up and I was like, Oh, Hey, what's in this box? You know? Yeah. And then How about you? Then it's Pandora's box and you're like, Oh God. No, that's not true because at least hope was in Pandora's box. No. Don't you know the, the spin on that though? That oh, hope, absolutely. hope is yeah. the greatest evil of all. It, it, it is. It is. But I would, I would rather take the evil of hope. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually I'm coming from kind of a similar place in that I can't pin down 
where I, I know I didn't have this game, so I definitely played it at a friend's house, but my memories of it are kind of an indifferent, like, wow, this is hard. I'm going to play something else, but not having like, uh, the kind of, you know, bile choking teeth, grinding controller crushing, because I'm sure that as a kid, I was like, wow, this is hard. I'm going to play something else. But yeah, because, you know, we're like under the gun. It's like, wow, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to keep playing it. And especially when, you know, you're, you're, you're hitting that wall and you're just kind of like, is it is it me? You know, like, like and then and then you go online and people are like, no, nah, no, nah, man, this is this is this is bad. And it's like, OK, good. OK, good. It's not me. Well, but I still want to get like a good experience. So yeah. maybe if I just hurl time at the problem and no. Yeah, no, it's uh, there, there's, are you familiar with the concept of the mythical man month? No, what's okay. that? So the mythical man month, and I'm, I'm going to TLDR this and probably butcher it in the translation, but it's essentially, if you already have like 10 software engineers working on a project and you're behind schedule, the surefire way to completely fall off the rails is to put more people on it because now there's, they have to be skilled up and they have to be trained up and everything. This is kind of like that. It's kind of like halfway between the mythical man month and throwing good money after bad, because as you continue to play, you get more and more frustrated and you're putting more and more pressure on yourself to keep playing because you want to like get good notes and see how far you can get and, and, you know, be a good podcaster. Gone darn it. And, but, (laughs) but like, it's just, it's not even diminishing returns. It's like you start to get into negative returns where you would be better served to just what like go find one of those charity streams where people beat games really fast for money donate some money to cancer research and just watch someone else play it yeah uh yeah i would have thrown i would have much rather thrown money at this problem to make it go away because yeah. yeah but 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 you know to be fair to be fair credit where credit's due let's start at the top visuals uh so <laughs> i have a weird note for this because the visuals themselves aren't actually bad i mean they're nintendo graphics but they're they're not bad they're just really dated but because i have built up this mythology in my mind about how horrible this game is and i super didn't enjoy it on this playthrough i have like a visceral reaction (laughs) because every other zelda game is either uh like i forget what you call it it isomorphic like not quite top down it's like the like angle on yeah, so every other Zelda game is either that angle or it's in 3D where you have like more or less a free spinning camera. Right. So this is the only time, and I'm not counting the CDI games; those don't count. But like, <laughs> this, this they're is not the, games. They're not. God, they're super not. This this is the only time that I can think of where you see this like weird profile of Link. Yeah. So whenever I see the Zelda 2 sprite of Link, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, because it, it, it's it's almost Pavlovian because like when you see that, you just know that you're about to get hit by something awful. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard to not, you know, flinch, you know, and like twitch <laughs> a little bit when you see it. You're like, oh, God, something bad's about to happen. It's, it is it is literally the harbinger of bad times. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, like I, I, I'd say that the, the 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 actual sprite of Link, I think, was acceptable. Um, the hitbox is the diaries of a madman, but we'll get into that in mechanics. <laughs> The actual, the actual visual of Link is 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 fine. 
and some of the enemies were okay. Like the spiders, I thought looked like spiders. Um, like the 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 iron knuckle or whatever. Like he looks yeah. cool. Yeah, he looks kind of cool. Um, some of what I don't know what those weird fox dudes were that come bounding about at you at the first castle. Oh yeah, you know what? I think they're they're wearing like a it's it's almost like an Anubis helmet. Like I, I don't think that that's what they look like. I think they have like a helmet on, but I'm I'm not okay. positive. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, like I felt like all of the uh, the enemy sprites were they they were varied. Uh, and and again, like I just I can't. It's so difficult to disintegrate my <laughs> truly deep loathing for this game from a, a, an accurate assessment. But I mean, honestly, I'd say that the visuals were you know as far as like visuals for visual sake. They were fine, you know. Um, you know, like I said, most of the bad guys are gonna tell out, tell like what they were, and I will give them this one compliment, I guess. <laughs> the enemies that I was skilled enough to actually get to did visually scale to the difficulty of the enemy, you know, which is something I'm not sure that we've really touched on so far. But like little green blobby dudes, those were super easy to beat. Oh, and, like, scarier enemy, harder enemy. Correct. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like. Like when I saw the big, what looked, I, he looked just like the the uh, demon, I think it's a caco demon in Doom, right? Doom mm, 2. Mm-hmm, you know the mm-hmm. little pink demon, right? It's that. I mean, it's that guy. He's throwing <laughs> juggling equipment at you for whatever reason. Yeah, they're, <laughs> uh, they almost look like, um, like the hammers in like track and field events. You know, because like uh, you, you have like the small handle and then the chain and then the ball on the end. And it's like, I don't, legit. yeah, I don't, I don't totally know why he has a seemingly infinite number of those. And you know what? He moves exactly like the crappy enemy in Castlevania that throws like <laughs> ribs at you. Yeah. Exact yeah. same kind of terrible thing. Yep. No, that's true. But all I could think about was um, the Sledgehammer Brothers from Mario 3. And how much mm. I'd rather be playing Mario 3. Yeah. Like, wow, this enemy reminds me of anything else I'd rather be doing. <laughs> and that actually leads into one of my notes, which is um, at least the first castle did have a very, uh, very Super Mario Brothers 3 vibe to me. In that, um, like, the color scheme was about the same. Um, the Kind of like the weird fade along some of the brick brickwork was about the same. Um, one of the things, though, that they did do in, in, in Parappa... Parappa, is that right? Palace? Sure. Yes. Parappa the Rappa uh, Palace. Parappa the Rappa Palace, right? Um, was I thought they did a poor job conveying when environmental hazards existed, you know? Mm, um, yeah. Because, like, one of the, the, the main way I can, main thing I can point to is there's one point where you're jumping around uh, and there's like a, a clear gargoyle head, like, posted down a hallway, like, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that thing's obviously going to shoot fireballs or some sort of, you know, stu- stupidity at me. And it didn't. It just sat there. And I was like, was that an intentional misdirection? Because yeah, because later they do sometimes. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, it's fine. But this isn't a horror game. You're so- <laughs> if it was a horror game and like sometimes things hurt you and sometimes they don't. I'd be like, uh. you know, like uh, what is it? Prey where, you know, like the uh the 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 mimics actually mimic things in the room so you have to look for things that are duplicated you mm. know like but it's never the same thing like that's supposed to like seed uncertainty or fear yeah this is not that no 
So, I don't think anybody knows what this is. <laughs> so w- one of the things that actually really bothered me about um, the graphics, and, and this is, it's kind of a mechanical thing, but I think it, it's important to answer the question of how well do the graphics serve gameplay is exactly what you said, which is the hitbox is a hot mess. I mean, yes. it is broken beyond repair. So you get the ability at some point to like attack down where you can like jump and like point your sword down very much like how he does it in smash brothers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, unless I just couldn't puzzle out the controls, I didn't, you know, get far enough to unlock that ability. So there were times where I would be jumping like over a chasm or something. And there'd be like one of those little blob guys that would like do the long low jump and end Uh, up like right where I was going to be. Sure. And reflexively, I would just attack and sometimes kill them and take no damage. And it's like, but my entire sprite passed through his entire sprite. Like my entire lower body entered this jelly thing and yet somehow it died and I took no damage. And then there'd be other times like against the skeleton guys with the shields or the iron knuckles, which I mean, I'll admit like they were rocking my stuff a lot more than I I'm proud to admit, but I can see (laughs) where the satisfaction in beating that kind of an enemy comes from. Cause you have to like, It has the long, like low swing, which gives you enough time to like, you know, drop and hold your shield up. So like it's, it's, it's an achievable goal, but they're frustrating as hell to fight. And yet I didn't always know what was happening because sometimes I would like feel like I was in the way with my shield and then get stabbed in the face. And then other times I was like, my sword just passed all the way through his face and yet it made the shield noise. So yeah, what is happening here? And it's just like, there's this constant reminder that these should be achievable goals if they were just giving you the information you needed. Yeah, no, especially like with your shooting sword, because the skeleton dudes, when you shoot your sword at them, it doesn't even low. It does not. Yeah, it does not seem to affect them. Right. So you actually have to physically hit them with your sword, which is dumb. I mean, that's that's a wild inconsistency with the way the game works, you know? So I'm like, why? Why? Like, well, and the, just, and the shooty sword already does less damage. So it's like, just make it do virtually no damage. So if I want to stand away like a coward and throw the shooty sword a million times, I can. But I'm incentivized to get in close and stab him with my real sword. But instead, they just make it do no damage. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. So like, to me, the shooty sword is like, in, in most Zeldas, is the whole point is that it's hard to get and i and, and actually i think it's a brilliant mechanic and this definitely varies in the mechanics but you know in in other zelda games it's a great mechanic because you know it it's difficult to get but you can kind of always get it you know because you just need to be at full health right yeah okay so i'm, I'm forgetting don't you also start with it in zelda one i think it wasn't yeah. until later that it became an end game thing no yeah in zelda um yeah, in 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 uh, definitely Zelda one, and apparently in Zelda two, and I thought in Link to the Past. No. Um, no, in Link to the Past, you absolutely earn that later on. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. Hmm. Anyways, but yeah, definitely in 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 Zelda the Zelda, right? You fire it, and it's, it's a great mechanic because you know it's difficult to get and then maintain, but it's always kind of like around, you yeah. know. So, like, if you get to full health, then all of a sudden you're like, I can't take a hit, I can't take a hit, I can't take a hit, which is a great 
mechanic because then when you're at full health, normally you would be the most relaxed because you're like, I can take 50 hits before I die. I'm nowhere near death. But that's actually you're more unnerved when you're at full health because one you're one hit away from losing this awesome advantage. You right. Know? And then they just poop all over it in this game because <laughs> it doesn't do consistent damage and sometimes it hurts things and sometimes it doesn't. And 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 then once you lose it, getting health is a nightmare. It's just it's just mess but we're diverging from visuals <laughs> um visuals and service of gameplay so yeah the hitbox is a blanket nightmare from which there's no escape um also uh the uh i did not feel that the enemies did a good first of all okay so there's mana in this game um yeah so, well and, i mean a lot of them have a magic meter of some kind they they do um and I, so, I mean, I'm fine with that in and of itself as a mechanic. The way they used it, in my opinion, was stupid. But <laughs> um, but there are some bad guys that, like, drain your mana, right? Yeah, there's also a couple that drain your experience, which is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and to me, there was absolutely no visual, no strong visual to correlate those two things. And honestly, I can't speak off the top of my head whether or not other Zeldas did a great job of this. I'm confident that Ocarina of Time did because the enemies that drain your mana memory serves. And, and I'll look this up and you'll see my research in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, they like kind of make you flash like blue and like kind of like be on fire a little bit. You yeah. Know? There's, there's some kind of communication that the thing you expected is different this time. Yeah. Just enough to make you be like, Whoa, what was that? And you kind of like look around and you're like, Oh God, I just lost a third of my mana. But no, I, I got through the area that had the thing that drains your mana like two or three times before I was like, why I haven't used any spells. Why is my mana always drained? And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, it's because these things are draining it. But that's that's silly. It would take two seconds for them to change the hit animation to a, just a different color. Yeah, you, you could know? just flash a different color. It could make the magic noise. There's already, and this is how they did it in Zelda 3. When an enemy hits you that does magic damage, it makes a different noise than when you take physical damage. Like, it's yeah. th these are not complicated, like, you know, revolutions in gaming. This is like conveying basic information. <laughs> And that's the thing is that we know that games around this time could could do things like that because we've said in a number of different episodes like how especially and to be fair this is SNES era so you know it's not or, no style, NES that's NES NES what NES no, 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 what I'm about to reference is got it yeah. go on uh, <laughs> is uh um you know like with uh with some of the bullet hell games that we played how we've said how they do a great job condensely conveying information through the visuals you know mm -hmm. and this does none of that it conveys basically no information through the visuals like uh, other than you know you can tell when you get hit but you don't really know how much damage you've taken you don't know um whether or not like you're whether or not you've taken magic damage or you've taken real damage you know you just don't know any of this sort of information all you've got is just oh i got hit and then you have to stop looking at your dude and look up yeah this way up there <laughs> Yeah, to see how much damage he took, and that was a mess. It was stupid. It was stupid. It was dumb. Well, like and, it. and the the other thing about the visuals is, I don't, I can't think of any other game we've played, or maybe that I've ever played, that was quite this visually glitchy. So I'm gonna complain about random encounters later, but in the random encounters, there's a lot of enemies just coming from nowhere because that's like how the random encounters function. 
and mm. the uh the like pigmen, the soldiers that have like the spears. Yeah. So there's like the up high spears and like the down low spears or whatever. But if you happen to catch one of them as he was entering the screen and you are walking in such a way that it's making the screen scroll, he appears to be coming from all directions at all times. And it's like, he's a fourth dimensional Eldrick horror. And there's, <laughs> and it's, it's like, what do I do? Do I turn around and fight him? Is this a different enemy that's coming from the front? Because sometimes it is a different enemy. So your your like enemy A is like glitched in half, and then enemy B emerges from half of enemy A, which is its own kind of terrifying monster. Because you're like, oh god, they're spawning, <laughs> and it, it's just like it's it's confusing. Like I, I'll admit, like after I've been playing for a while, I was like, okay, there's you know a handful of visual glitches, and they always seem to happen in the same way at the same time. But that doesn't make it any less disconcerting. It just meant that I had walked through this haunted house so many times, I knew where all the scare spots were. <laughs> Right, which is is not a pass. It just you know, and actually one of the things that kind of falls on the visuals that drove me off the wall. So there's um and and actually it was just recently I think a thread on Tumblr or something where basically like somebody said like what are some of the ways that you've like clutched your game to <laughs> make it better? Right? These these are always so fun to like see uh, behind the curtain for developers. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like for instance, one of them is like Coyote Time. Not sure if I know that one. Oh, it's awesome. It's so it, it's in platformers where basically um it's the amount of extra time you get after you have completely left the platform where yes. you can still jump and it'll register as a jump. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a beautiful one because it's more fun that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That and the the other one that I think both kind of circle around like this kind of thing is um in a lot of first person shooters, the very first shot that the bad guy takes at you will never hit you. Mm-hmm. you know because yeah, because again, like, then the noise and the visual alerts you that they're there right yeah so like when you first peek out around cover you know it's like 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 if you just peek out around cover and you get shot in the face that would be infinitely frustrating right yeah very realistic super not fun right so what's super not fun is when you're leaving the random encounter that you were forced into because there's no feasible way that you can get away from it but we'll get into that later um <laughs> And and you're in the desert, which for some reason is shooting random fireballs at you and is 10 times harder than being in the grass. But you can easily walk into the desert by accident, like within the first 30 seconds. But we'll get into that later Um, (laughs) when you're leaving that area. Right. It's shooting fireballs at you. If you are off of the screen, it'll still register a hit from a fireball. And I know because I got tagged with one and I got pissed (laughs) because I was at full health and had my me worthless shooting sword but it was all i had <laughs> and, and i got tagged by a fireball i never saw you know all i got was a little like yeah you know, no, no amount of skill could have possibly prepared you for that moment no no there's no skill there's not there's nothing i mean like like and literally even if i was aware that that was a thing it wouldn't have made any difference like it was just i just got I just walked into, like you said, like the horror room. And <laughs> even if I knew exactly where the scare spot was, it's like, this is still the scare spot. But here's the fun part is we shiv you. We, um, every, <laughs> sorry, sorry. We'll shank you. Shank. Shank with yeah. a shiv. You shank with a shiv. I, I apologize. But no, but I mean, that's the thing is that that's, that's what's going to happen. There's just nothing that you can do about it because that's just, that is where you get shanked and that's it. And yeah. <laughs> oh, got it. Yeah. It's awful. And, um, so all of my my kind of like final thought on all of that is all of the graphics in this game are 
very much unique to this game. Like every Zelda game probably has Octorox and every Zelda game has probably the Iron Knuckle and every Zelda game has Link and every Zelda game, you know, on and on and on and on. Like they have a lot of things in common and yet none of them look anything close to the way this one looks. Even the enemies that are the same because it's a different vantage point or they're a slightly different color or something. But I just like, I, I want to say there's nothing wrong with these graphics, but they just, there's Zelda two graphics. So I hate them. Like I, yeah. I just hate them because they're from this game. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're super neat and super unique and they are from this game. Yeah. My, my final note on visuals is just, and, we don't have to spend much time on it. I just feel like it's worth mentioning is the seizure inducing death, you know? Oh no, that is completely valid to mention. Um, because not, I mean, you know, you and I, we're both able-bodied. We don't have, you know, uh, sensitivity to epilepsy or, or seizures or anything like that. And that's tremendous. You know what? A lot of people super do. And yep. I'll, I'll bet a huge portion of those people probably enjoy playing video games. And what would not be fun is to be playing a video game and to then like wake up in the hospital because the yeah. game sent you into a seizure. And I know like there's a limit, like you, you want to be able to have visuals like that in games and movies and things for people who aren't negatively affected by them. But you also don't want to say up front, like, Oh, there might be some flashing because then people are like watching out for the flashing and like, I think you should probably err on the side of not sending no. people into epileptic fits, but yeah, but it's even for someone I, like I have really sharp vision. I'm, I'm very fortunate in that way. Like I have no acuity problems or anything, but every time I died and Oh my God, did I die a lot? Yeah. But every time I died, I was just like literally palms in my eyes. Like stop, stop. Yeah. stop. No, it, it, it like reaches through your eyes to rack your brain and give you a headache. And to be fair, a lot of games, did this and I'd like to think none do it anymore because it's just such an obvious like why would you but um, it was definitely not it was not uncommon around this time that being said and again it's so hard to separate the, <laughs> the emotion from the reality this felt more intense somehow you know like maybe the colors that they used or the rate of flashing or the brightness but it just it, it really did like because you know I mean like dude Pokemon man Pokemon had like seizure inducing flashing all the time and I didn't even think about it until somebody said like, yeah, that's going to really wreck somebody with epilepsy. And I was like, oh yeah, this one, well, I was like, it's oh, like my. red, black and white and it flashes super fast. Yeah. It's really, it's, I mean, it's jarring. It's like the kind of visual you would see in a horror movie. Yeah. It's yeah. Super, super awful, but huh, sound. Yeah. We got through it, man. Dude, <laughs> we're, 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 we got through it. We got through visuals, man. You know, <laughs> we're doing, doing good. <laughs> Chugging along. Um, <laughs> So th this is probably the most positive things I'll have to say about the game is, I mean, the music's good. Like it's Zelda music. Like it's, it's not my favorite versions of most of these songs. Like the, the overture is like a little different in this game than it is in most of them. And the, some of the songs are, it's kind of like, uh, if you think of like a, a crappy teen drama and there's like the girl is like, I can't listen to this song. This is what was playing in the car when Johnny dumped me. It's like, it's a good song, but I have this negative memory of it. Like that's how I feel about a lot of this music because mm -hmm. 
the random encounter music is not bad and the palace music is actually pretty good, except I hate random encounters and the palaces are frustrating nightmares. So like if I could just sit and listen to this music or if it was over like a good game, then I would probably be like thumbs up all around, but I just can't. I mean, we're probably going to say this a thousand times each. It's like, I just can't separate it from the emotion of what's happening when I'm hearing this music. So, you know, thumbs up to the composer, thumbs down to everything the composer's yeah. music got attached <laughs> to. So like, basically now I'm imagining like you hear that song, you know, like just start playing and you're like, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> and then you like stare sadly outside of a rainy window, you know, as yeah. you just, so for me, very, <laughs> Very similar. Like I couldn't, you know, the music is fine. You know, it's fine. Um, the, but literally my note was like, like, cause the very first part, like the first intro music, it goes like done, da, 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 and you're like, yes. And then it kind of goes into its own little thing, you yeah, know? Yeah. The totally yeah. different overworld music, which is not the overture we're all used to. Right. And so at first I was like, oh, man, I wanted to listen to cool Zelda music. And now I'm glad that cool Zelda music isn't a part of this whatsoever. You know, <laughs> I'm glad that those two things were never conflated. But but literally the the occasional similar music, all it did was just remind me of the game I wasn't playing. You know, I mean, it was like it was like, you know, like having your 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 favorite, let's just say your favorite place in the in the world as a kid was discovery zone man you just love going to discovery zone like like i mean like yeah they're a little bit weak on the arcades but man they have like that huge you know like ball pit and all this sort of stuff and somebody's like hey man hey you want to go to a 15 year old chuck e cheese and you're like well that's no probably about the same and then you're greeted by creepy animatronics and like awful pizza and you're like well, no, no, this isn't Discovery Zone at all. <laughs> it's like that, you know? Hey, man, it's just like, you've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese? Come on. It's just like Discovery Zone. This is nothing like Discovery Zone. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> yeah, and, and it is the fact that they have the the same lead-in, that like ultra-famous, deeply entrenched in history lead-in to the overture, and then it's like, do, 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 and you're just like, wait, yeah. what? Where am yeah. I? What year is it? <laughs> like, just... Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like somebody walking up to you and and like saying like, hey, you remember Independence Day? Independence Day was a great movie. My fellow Americans, we have hamburger, purple monkey, dishwasher. <laughs> like it's like, whoa, what? That's not the monologue, man. Like it's like, oh man, Independence Day was such a good disaster movie. Do you want to watch 2012? No, no, I don't want to watch 2012. I oh, want to watch yes. Independence no, Day. This is, this is totally the 2012 of Independence Day of video games. That's, <laughs> that is what this is. This is the Simon <laughs> Quest of Zelda. This is the 2012 of Zelda. We need to come up. This is worth putting in the show notes. Is all of like the, this is the 2012 of Zelda. This is the, the, the Simon's Quest of Zelda. Yeah, yeah, because it is, it is just every poor recreation. Quick, quick tangent, just to add some levity in this, <laughs> this admiring, godforsaken mess. Um, somebody mentioned something to me recently that I thought was actually um, kind of like, like it's something that should never be done. Like, don't do this. But it'd be really funny. I mean, funny, funny outside to everybody else. But basically, um, <laughs> if, if you were tasked with giving a best man or a maid of honor speech, right? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> just go up and completely deadpan, deliver the entire monologue from Independence Day, 
and then just walk like away. like the one from right before they go to like yeah. today we celebrate our in that one yeah that one <laughs> <laughs> just don't don't tell anybody beforehand what you're doing don't like like you can't break you know but you just gotta go give the whole thing and then just walk out i I don't know why, man. That that tickles me. Like, obviously, I hope it never happens because it's a terrible thing to do to somebody at their wedding. But I don't know. It's pretty funny. No, I. Uh, it's you know, it's hard to say. Like, I would have tolerated that at my wedding, but I do basically live my life as if I was Roger Rabbit. So, <laughs> part of me wants to believe that, like, if 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 my best man had given that as his best man speech, then I would have just laughed. Like <laughs> my, my extended family would have been miserable and I would have just been like, what? That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It was like a two minute joke that never stopped joking. But yeah, actually, anyways. you know, you know what, if you really wanted to, we're just going to talk about this for a second now. If, <laughs> if, you'd, if you really wanted to like completely screw with your guests, Right. Especially if you were one of those people who's like, and I, I'm not one of these people, but if you were like forced into having a larger wedding than you wanted by like your parents or your, your spouse's parents, like to have the best man or the maid of honor deliver that speech. And then the bride and groom have to act like they are incredibly moved, like, <laughs> like get up and hug them and just be like crying. <laughs> like, okay, and, so and then what, cause then everybody else is like, it should, should we understand what just happened? <laughs> no. I, I agree with you, but but it'd be really awesome. You got to get the whole wedding party involved, and then like everybody gets up, like cries, and it's like, yeah, and then leaves. <laughs> 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 and then like, and then yeah, like you filled it back in like five minutes later. It's like today we celebrate our Independence Day. Everybody gets up and cheers and like hugs, and then like goes like woo, and then just like leaves the the, the venue, like the end of the, the room. Yeah. yeah. Well, th there's a Family Guy cutaway here, is because they all run outside, and for some reason there's jets. <laughs> they all get get in their jets and fly away. Uh, anyways, but no, back to this. Man, how much more fun was that to discuss, though? Wasn't that good? It was good. <laughs> not, a, not a hard bar to limbo under, man. But uh, anyways, <laughs> we're vaulted over, I guess. Um, yeah, so the, the only other note that I have on, on audio, other than just all it did was remind me of the poor choices that you made me make, um, was, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, was just that, that it still has that that the beeping man like so this is one of the only other notes i have which is all of the audio is fairly inoffensive but man that beeping is just dialed up to like plus 10 decibels and it's just the most grating sound they were able to make the nest generate it's just it's harsh like it stands above everything and i guess that's what they wanted but like they could have dialed it back quite a bit well and here's my <clears throat> My my issue with this is that so with uh, the other, all of the Zelda games do this. This is a Zelda staple, right? Yeah. And the purpose of the sound is to let you know, like, hey, hey, you're you're low on health, like you know, you could die soon, right? In all of the other Zelda games, health could be attained. Yeah. You know? So that's the thing is there was something that you could. That, that's the whole point of a warning button of a is that it lets you know that there, there's something that needs to be done in order to avert catastrophe, right? There's the, there's no point in the beeping in this because in Zelda, the Zelda, and all of the other Zeldas, you could, like, you're like, oh, God. I, and part of it is, like, I want the beeping to stop. So you'll stop what you're doing to go seek out health. There's no health to seek out. Well, okay, you know? so I will... 
I, I assume we were going to both, you know, reveal our shame later, but like neither of us made it very far into this game. Like not, no. I, I made it a little bit further than you, but neither of us made it very far. Nope. You do actually get a life spell later. Okay. That restores I, health. Right. I mean, and, so. And magic is fairly abundant. So like, even if you were low on magic, you could just murder enemies until one of them drops a magic jar. I don't know what you call those things. A, a magic carafe. And then you have more magic and then you can use the life spell, which will make your health go up, which will make the beeping stop. But no, there are no health drops. Like you don't, right. you can't murder things until they drop hearts, which as far as I know, literally every other Zelda game does. Yeah. And also too, and this, this definitely strays into mechanics, but like other Zelda games. So Zelda as a general rule, is about exploration. Unless you're playing Skyward Sword, then it's about garbage. But <laughs> <laughs> Zelda is about exploration, right? So, and and I actually um, read something about this forever ago, but, but and I think we've mentioned it before in the podcast, where in newer games, right, you can take X amount of damage before you die like like in quick succession right so you don't have a health bar it's just like you get shot five times in under 30 seconds and you die right oh yeah like the there's some kind of visual but it's not a traditional hp meter right but the thing is that if you then don't take any damage for x amount of time you basically go back to full health yeah yeah you undie right and so old school video games like doom um is a great example right like you you had a health you had health right so having a health bar um, enforces exploration because if you go into an area that it, where like you get your lunch eaten, right. And <laughs> you know, then you've got to go looking for health drops, you know, or what have you, or, you know, like, like hidden health hunting right? for them, whatever. Right. So that's what you did in this, in Zelda, the Zelda and Zelda link to the past is, you know, you would like when you were low on health, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go, go through these bushes or maybe go into this area or, you know, try to kill some bad guys. And in the process of doing that and then forcing you to go explore areas you may, might not have as thoroughly because you're looking for health drops, you may find some other cool stuff, right? This game doesn't do any of that. You know, it doesn't, I didn't literally every room I walked into, I didn't want to walk into because my, I'm going to walk out of this best case scenario at less health, which means it's not about exploration. It's a game about like, you know, taking tests it's literally about a game about like walking into a room and taking a test and then the fact that they later on add in a mechanic to just simply give yourself health again it's not enforcing exploration which is what the game's theoretically core aesthetic is so they actually instituted mechanics that are antithetical to the core aesthetic which is stupid yeah well and i mean you could argue like well, instead of finding hearts, you find magic, which allows you to restore your own health. But I would argue again that the, gating it in that way and saying like, well, you can recover health. We just made it unnecessarily difficult is really just a complicated way of saying, you know what? I like that beeping noise. I think everyone should listen to it all the time. <laughs> let's so, let's design a game around the beeping noise. So what that reminds me of, and again, you know, any any tangent from, from this block... <laughs> Um, is, uh, is, you know, like the, the, okay, well, like you can, you don't get health drops, but you can get mana, which you can use to cast spells, which will restore your health. It's just kind of like the, you know, Rick, that's slavery. Well, no, they're not enslaved. They do work for each other. Right. And then I just siphon off. Well, that just sounds like slavery with a bunch of extra steps. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what this is, is it's just, it's just monotony with a bunch of extra steps. 
depths. Anyways, whatever. But yeah, so the, the beeping noise is there, and it's a lot more obnoxious because it's a lot harder to do anything about it. And I feel that they kind of missed the whole point of the beeping. But yeah, no, I'm mean, I'm inclined to, especially your your assertion that like every time you enter a room, you're just like, how miserable will I be when I'm done with this room? They actually in in a small way, they incentivize you to die because you go into a room and if at the end of that room, there's a lot of beeping, the beeping can literally drive you to suicide because when you die, you will start over in the room you just entered. So if I just finished a room and I am on death's door, basically the smartest thing I can do if I have more than one life remaining is go into the next room and kill myself. Yep. Because then the, yes, then the beeping will stop and I'll have all of my health and magic back. And you do get the life spell fairly early on. It's like it's between the first and second palace, mm. but it, it's still like, just don't do that. Like yeah. health, just health drops. Like it worked great in the first game. I don't know why you felt like you needed to change this just to make me hear the beeping more often. Yeah, no. And actually um, this, the, and, and th- do you have any other notes on sound? Cause I'm going to, uh, we're, we're like we're flirting with we are, we are Un- under uh how well does the audio serve gameplay i literally have it's fine it's fine it's fine yeah like it's it's not harmful it's not amazing they could have done things better but it's also not like as tragic as the visuals are so i'm just like eh, it's fine yeah. whatever um yeah so so one of the uh so a, a game that that i'm rather fond of and i think it it's it's fairly well reviewed uh the last of us have you heard of it i don't know Oh, you, you know what? I I got like a a couple um dozen playthroughs into it, and I just couldn't couldn't get into it. After really? after I no. I played it nonstop for like the third or fourth time, I was just like, you know what? This isn't that much fun. Yeah. Like a long beard, and like my clothes have turned to rags, and like I'm wasting away from missing meals. <laughs> like on Steam, you you just gave it like a zero out of ten, but it says like ten thousand hours played. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes. Your review says it's okay. You know, like, <laughs> it, it's fun. <laughs> Um, but no, in that game, uh, one of the things, because that is definitely a survival horror, is that I realize is in most RPGs, right, when the game says, hey, go this way, you're like, screw you, I'm going to go the other way, because that's where all the cool stuff is, right? Um, I realized in that game, I di- distinctly did not do that, because the way they set up the mechanics is that there was no- there was nothing that could be down this blind alley that could be worth the zombies I knew were down there, because I could see the zombies, right? And I was like, so I know there's bad guys down there. I don't get experience for killing bad guys, right? So there's no incentive for me to go doing that. I will waste waste resources in the process, and I don't know that there are any resources down there to get. Just like in real life, I wouldn't go down there, right? So Legend of Zelda, I felt the same thing. The only, like, in every room that I went into, I was like, there's nothing in here that incentivizes me to be in here. There's just bad guys right eventually i'm going to get through all this and maybe get something of value but chances are i'm going to get my balls rocked um and so with all that being said i but the difference though is i didn't have an option i couldn't go (laughs) anywhere else i had to go into this meat grinder of a room it's like saw it's like saw (laughs) the game like it, you know, it's like walking in the room and 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 i could hear let's play a game and i was like i don't want to play this game (laughs) I don't, I don't want to. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, oh god, okay. <clears throat> so we're we're as guilty as we ever are about just more than anything wanting to talk about the mechanics, and I think almost everything wrong with this game could be fixed by tweaking a lot of the mechanics. So you want to talk about the mechanics? 
Yes, yes, I do. And I and I would agree with that. Is that the I would say that this is kind of like the a, a Jenga of mechanics, you know, in that like they have just screwed up enough things just enough that they all all of them start to compound each other, you know? So like having a bad hitbox, we played other games with bad hitboxes, but everything else was pretty good, and that was just a little frustrating, right? Um one of the things that like other also that kind of like messed with me with this one is that some enemies do give you experience and some don't. So the nearest I can tell is that you can't just walk and walk back and forth down a hallway and kill the same enemies over and over, except that there are some hallways where these are not the same enemies that have respawned. This is a hallway of infinitely respawning enemies because if it's an infinitely respawning enemy, it gives you experience forever. If it's an enemy you've already killed and you're just going back the way you came, then you don't get experience anymore. So you can't even just say like, well, you know what? I have no life. I'm going to just grind till I'm as powerful as I can possibly be because how I play tactics, man. Exactly. Like that's not even an option unless you're willing to get, you know, two experience from like floating head thingies that are like Medusa heads. This game really is like Simon's quest. I'm telling you, dude, it is Simon's quest. The Zelda it's Zelda's quest. Um, yeah. So, well, no, but also the, uh, the, the, random encounter pigmen in the, bear with me the random encounter pigmen in the forest areas do not drop experience as near as i could tell um hmm. i think mm, you might be right i think some of the random encounter enemies just straight up do not give experience maybe none of them do well the, but the the gel the jello oh the jelly the, guys do oh crap yeah so what is the pattern here exactly no i was just kind of like because I, uh, okay, uh, it's hard to talk about this in a coherent way. So, um, when I got hit by by one of the the jelly random encounters, and I killed some jellies, and then there are the bigger, scarier encounters. I was like, oh well, no, this is good because they'll drop more experience, and I want to see what leveling up even does at this point. And then the pigman dropped no experience. I was like, well, well, what the hell, game? Like, why would I? And again, that just I don't know what the they're trying to motivate me for, you know, because it's like if they want me to explore and like do do this stuff, like go visit every nook and cranny, right? Then you want everything to give you experience because you'd be more okay with grinding and therefore more okay with exploring, right? But if literally there are some encounters where my best option is to leave in the same exact condition in which I came into it, then I have no incentive to explore. I have the best incentive to get from point A to point B as quickly as humanly possible, especially when the encounters drop so paltry experience that you're never, you're never going to level up by grinding, you know? So there was no reason to explore. I, in fact, I was actively disincentivized from exploring because any moment I spent exploring meant I could get roped into an encounter that ultimately just leaves me weaker. Yeah, and the whole leveling up mechanic. So I haven't played every Zelda game because there was like a few I never got around to or that I actively skipped because nope. Um, but it's I'm pretty Yeah, yes, exactly like that. Um, uh, <laughs> but as far as I know, this is the only one that has the experience mechanic of like a traditional RPG. I would agree with that, yes. Okay, so... They did something that I can't think of another RPG I've ever played that did this. 
and I'm glad they never did it again, and I'm glad I've never seen it in another game because this is one of those punishing things. Like, you you introduced me to the difference between, like, a game that's hard and a game that is punishing and unforgiving. And this game is punishing and unforgiving, and some of the ways that it's punishing and unforgiving are insidious, and one of them is the experience mechanic because the game does not communicate to you that sometimes when you gain a level, you might not want to use that experience. Wait, no, I didn't even pick up on that at all. Yeah, so here's the thing. You have attack, magic, and health, right? Oh, I think I know what you're going to say, and now it all makes sense. Yes, yes. You have to cancel after gaining a level to gain enough experience to choose the thing from that list that you might want to raise. So if you have 500 experience, and that will let you raise your health, but it takes 700 to raise your attack, you can either take the 500 on health now and then gain 700 and spend it on attack, or you can pass and get 200 more and then be able to raise your attack sooner. And the but reason you might you want to do that is because magic is almost worthless because you have so much of it compared to attack and compared to health. So you are strongly incentivized to raise your attack as much as you possibly can first. Even with how easy it is to die, you are still incentivized to raise your attack. But it's not communicated to you that you have to do this like voodoo to make it happen. And if you go to continue when you have unspent points, you lose them all. Yes, exactly. So the thing is that they are actually then mechanically incentivizing you. If you can even puzzle out this little Rubik's Cube of a puzzle, they are actively incentivizing you to be more risky and dump more time into the game. Because then, like you said, is if you're like desperately trying to get your attack up and you just duff it, then that's it, it, that's like an hour of your life. You're just never going to get back. No, it's 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 it it really is the game is very deceptive it's not it is and to be fair to, to be fair like this is during the game when they were still trying to figure some of this stuff out you know like what what even made games fun to play you know but that being said like zelda was fun because it gave you like a goal that was in line with stuff that you wanted to do you the player wanted to do um this game they basically said what can we do to drain people's time? You know, and, and everything seems in service of that, which actually, um, so there are some enemies that, and maybe I'm just old man George and I can't, you know, react as quickly. There are some enemies that move too fast to be dodged. <laughs> like, there, I can think of two. First of all, the random encounters, right? There is absolutely, in my opinion, no reason for sprites to appear on the screen. They might as well just do what Final Fantasy does, which is just you walk and then all of a sudden it's like, doo -doo 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 -doo, you yeah, know, and, and combat has started. Yeah, because because the, the things appear, but they move so fast and in such an erratic way that there's no real effective way to dodge them. No, you know? un unless because sometimes when they randomly spawn, they're like weirdly far away from you. So every once in a while, the enemies will spawn and because there's always three, I think, and they will spawn at like east, west, and north, and you happen to be going south, and they happen to be at the maximum distance, and you happen to avoid them. But it's like, you didn't do anything to avoid them. The game just right. chose to let you get away. Which is the same as no encounter. As, yeah, just not having a random encounter. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, the, yeah, so all of that was stupid. And there was one time where I was, like, walking down a narrow path, and a bad guy just spawned and just, like, full-on ran into me, and I was like, oh, okay, so 
what was I supposed to do there? Um, there was that, and uh, also the skull things that suck your magic in mm. Proper the Rapper Palace, yep. right? Um, most of them move slowly enough that you could get around them, you know? Uh, one of them moves so fast that if he's just in your line, as far as I'm concerned, you just get hit, you know? <laughs> um, and, and and again, that's that's such a bizarre thing to do, to have three out of four guys all move at this, like, very normal predictable speed so that way you can like they move quickly so it still requires you to like react and kind of plan you know and that and that's cool that's what games are about and then one moves twice as fast and it's like well why i mean well i mean the 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 optimist in me says like because they want you to get hit they want you to notice that getting hit by that thing drains your magic so that you learn as a player hey there are enemies in the world that when they hit you drain magic instead of health or magic in addition to health like i know some of the enemies later do but because they then don't go out of their way to communicate that information to you clearly it's like crap how was i supposed to dodge that and the answer is no you weren't supposed to dodge that you're supposed to learn other information but it's like oh here's this textbook on physics and then you open it and it's like all written in german and you're like well i don't speak german it's like yeah but that book will teach you physics it's like but i don't read german yeah and 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 so not only does it you know not do anything to keep that in, in in mind right to to actually bring your attention to the thing that it's doing um, it does no way to kind of make it back up to you, the player, right? So it's not like <laughs> they hit you and then give you a magic drop, you know, to say like, okay, you, you, we, we gated you, like you now know this information, but, and so here, here's like a, a gimme, right? Um, they expect you to go back through that area. Like you, you, you have to backtrack through there. So if it's a gating mechanic, then you shouldn't have to backtrack through it again and then third it doesn't always hit you like (laughs) if it's a gating mechanic it needs to make sure that it hits you always like if it if it hit me every time i'd be like you know maybe you're right maybe you're right but instead it just zooms in front of you and hits you like a well i didn't i didn't like it very much i didn't care for it <laughs> I, I would like to take a moment if, to to talk about, and this this does sp- speak a bit to um, the hitbox, but in a different way, projectiles, right? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so most games, right, have like a high projectile and a low projectile, right? So like especially if you've got a shield like Link does, if you're standing up, it'll block high projectiles, and if you duck, it'll block low projectiles, and if you jump you know, like, it'll block things that would have normally passed over your head, right? Um, this game don't do none of that. It's, it's it's so difficult to figure out where the projectiles are coming from, like, in, in, in what space your shield needs to be in to actively block them. Yeah, I remember having this exact same complaint when we played ActRaiser, because yes. it's like, you have up and down, and the enemies have, like, like 10, 10 degrees of delineation, like as much as the graphics engine will support. And it's like, well, so half of those degrees of delineation are on the top and half of them are on the bottom, but the ones around the middle, it's really hard to tell where oh. they are. Like, are they on the top? Or are they on the bottom? And, and because you are so blocking your movements and they are so smooth in their movements, it's like, 
how many hours and hours do I have to sink into this before I can tell the difference between like a pixel higher where I need to be standing and a pixel lower where I would have need to have been ducking. It's just, it's not good. It's bad conveyance. Yeah, no. And, and the conveyance in general in this game is awful. Cause I can't tell you how many times I was like, what, what, what is, why, where am I going? Like what, what, what's, what, what am I supposed to be doing next? Um, Oh, well, here, so there's something about the the level up mechanic that I didn't even think to mention before. So when you do finish a palace and you like restore one of the gems or whatever the hell it is you're supposed to be doing, because I'm honestly not super clear. Uh, nope. All and, I know is that Zelda's been like, is like super unconscious. She's really tired. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, apparently Link's solution to coma is quest, not doctor. Yeah, no, I'm. I know that in the opening of the game, they explain like what's going on, and I didn't, I didn't read it. I wanted to get this over with as quickly as possible. No, it's fine. Just, <laughs> so, just, just, just post it in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you're you get to the end of a palace and you beat you know the boss and you restore the gem to the palace, you gain a level. Here's the thing. When you gain a level in Zelda Two Simon's Quest. You, <laughs> you, what it does is it brings you all the way up to that cap. So if it's 500, it brings you up to 500. If it's a thousand or 2000, it brings you up mm. to 2000. So guess what that means? If you have 1,999 experience and you beat a palace and you restore a gem, you get one experience. Right. Which so, is a super dick move. Yeah. So again, you are now incentivized to like leave your quest go murder enough things to gain a level and then go back in there and then, you know, put the gem up so that you, you basically get a free level. And, and yeah, I guess there's a small part of me that's like, well, but that's an exploitable game mechanic. And it's like, yeah, but if you don't discover that it's exploitable, the normal flow of the mechanic is unrewarding. Like the, the first yeah. palace, cause I, I beat the first palace and I got like within millimeters of beating the second one. But like, when I beat the first palace, I needed like 500 experience to get to the next level. And I had like 450 and that's like one tough enemy. That's like one iron knuckle. Right. And so like when I, I gained that level, I was like, yay. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just like incredibly unsatisfying. Yeah. No, uh, incredibly unsatisfying. It's Zelda two. Incredibly <laughs> unsatisfying. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I, I, uh, yeah. One of the things that with the the poor conveyance, as far as like, what, wh 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 where do I go? What am I supposed to be doing? Um, and I want to put a pin in towns because that was its own special <laughs> nightmare. But did you, did you, did you at least get to talk to I am error? I did get to talk to I am error. Yes. And, and the I, hours I, of misery were worth it. Yeah. Right. No, that, that was fine. And okay. Well, just to talk about it briefly because okay so the towns were dumb and and awful and boring and i didn't and it did the text crawling speed is so slow it's so it makes me, slow makes me claw my eyes out and you have to talk to people um but okay did you talk to the red lady that restores your health oh the prostitute thank you okay <laughs> no yes, I, mean, I mean yeah the, clearly the, the prostitute yeah right? the, i mean this is a well-established like we all the the joke is long been beaten to death but then, okay. but then mean, there, I, there's also I mean, an aging prostitute that restores your magic. Yes. I mean, <laughs> ooh, wonder what the different process is. But anyways, uh, no, this, so this was all new to, <laughs> new to me because I didn't know about Red Prostitute Lady. And so what, what I did was because, okay, so 
I hit the first brick wall and then full, full disclosure, I definitely looked up a walkthrough because I was like, maybe, maybe it's me. Yeah, it wasn't no, me. I, yes. No, I absolutely. There's no, there's no shame in Zelda to Simon's quest. Yeah. Like You have to look up a, just like in the actual Simon's quest. No yeah. one begrudges you for looking up a walkthrough because people, they make no sense. Some of them outright lie to you. Some of them convey the beginning of a quest and then there is no way to glean what to do next. You just know that there's a thing in the universe that needs doing. Right. Yeah. Or like, they're like something, something, something prop a palace. And I'm like, neat. What? Where? No, I need way more information. And I'd ask you for the follow up, but apparently you talk like this because that's how fast the text crawling is. But yeah, so basically, though, when I went up to, because I read on thing, it was like, you know, the red lady restores your health. I'm like, I like getting my health restored. So I just figured I'd go up to her and she'd be like, you know, bling, magic, whatever. And she's like, I'll go restore your health. And then she goes into the room and then you go into the room and then just you come out of the room with your health restored. And I was like, <laughs> like, I did giggle like an eight year old. I was like, are you? Are you serious? Did all of this just happen? Like any of this could have been, I mean, they had to have been trying to convey that she was a prostitute because anything could have made that less smarmy, but whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't like, you know, jokes aside, like I, I don't know what else that could possibly, what else could it possibly be? Like, is she like nursing you back to health? Giggity. I mean, there, like, there's nothing to indicate that she or her home are any different from any other. Like, it's not like, Oh, well, that's a hospital or that's right. a doctor's office or she's, you know, she's a cleric or there's nothing. She looks like every other person. Her house looks like every other house. There's absolutely yeah. nothing remarkable about her except that she invites you into her house. She has her own walk speed like she saunters yeah. <laughs> and and you come out fully restored. Yeah. No, even if they just had like a staff of Hermes on the side or something like that, you Any, know, just... a, pl- a plus like a like a red cross. <laughs> I mean, personally, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, pr- prefer the staff of Hermes, but I, I could definitely see how it would be harder to render. But yeah, no, I mean, like, like you said, like plus, just anything, anything, but, uh, <laughs> but anyways, okay. So, so bad conveyance. Okay. So the darkness, the dark caves. Okay. That has a special place of hatred in my heart mm. because, because you, you don't know. So I went into the first dark cave and just, just got rocked rocked badly because an invisible basically enemy killed me and i didn't know that there was such a thing as invisible enemies all i did was i just like ran got hit and then knocked into a pit and died and i was like Mm. oh okay so i kind of like then went a second time and like looked around and i couldn't really see anything so i just took another stab at it knocked into a pit and died and then i just jumped into the pit the third time because i was already (laughs) down two lives so i mean obviously that's the call um and so then, but all of the caves have these like basically invisible enemies. Now, some of them do let you know where they are by like weird, very vague markings on the floor. You it, know, it's that one <clears throat> crawly enemy that looks like a looks kind of like a hermit crab, I guess. Yeah, it's it's little crawly things creep onto the floor in such a way that you can see where it intersects the floor. Correct, and the octoroks in one of the other adjoining caves, like mm-hmm. you can see when they're on the ground. But that being said is that I didn't, like, the, when I first got my, my my lunch eaten in that one cave, I was like, oh, I must need an item in order to light up these caves. But you don't. That's the thing, is the game relies on you going through at least one cave without lighting it up. Yes, but the one, 
so again, I'm not trying to defend it, but the one, <laughs> the one cave you have to go through without lighting it up has no pits and only one enemy. So it does. you can just like run and jump and you will eventually make it through that space. But all of the other caves like send you to a gruesome death if you try and go through them without the candle. So you have no reason to believe that that one cave would be the one you can make it through and that you must make it through without the candle. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, it's, it's, it's three card Monty. Only when you pick incorrectly, they pull out a gun and shoot you. you know? <laughs> hey, is this the right cave? Blam. Blam. <laughs> I guess not. You know, like it's just, yeah. And, Okay, so the one other thing that that we we absolutely I don't want to get through the podcast without touching on is the difficulty curve. <laughs> there isn't one. No. I mean a difficulty curve implies that it starts out at a certain difficulty and then it ramps up to another difficulty at some later point. And actually a side note cuz tangents are the only thing keeping me from strangling myself. <laughs> uh, I read an interesting article, uh you know Ken Jennings, the guy who won Jeopardy like 100,000 times. Passingly. Okay, so he, I guess he does, um, like, debunking blog posts where he's oh, like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm a smart guy. I'm going to write about this thing people frequently and commonly mess up. And he said that the difficulty curve, as it's implied, because there are multiple ways that you could be implying it, but the, the way that it's generally implied is actually the reverse of what people think because – the the presumed axes would be difficulty and time. So mm. if you have the curve going like spiking up, you know, so like a like an up and to the right. Mm-hmm. Well, that means that after a certain amount of time, it just becomes either infinitely difficult, or if you put that parabola like the other way, then after a certain amount of time, it gets no more difficult, no matter how much effort you put into it. So it's like that you have to map the axes to different things besides just time. Otherwise that like stereotypical, like sloping graph just doesn't, doesn't convey what you think it conveys. Hmm. And it's, it's one of those funny things where it's like, everybody knows what you mean, but if you actually dissect it, it's like, okay, but this isn't what I meant. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's still convey meaning at least better than Zelda does. Yeah, it's, it's um, communicating information in a way that isn't like, did I get hit? Am I going to get hit? Am I going to kill this monster? Nobody knows. Yeah, who knows? Time for awfulness. Yeah, difficulty um, curve. But, yeah, difficulty curve. I would say that it has a difficulty asymptote, <clears throat> you know? Like, it, it has a difficulty, <laughs> like, as in, like, X over zero, and then when you get, like, to a certain area, like, that's... Or, or sorry, like, like whatever, one over... Uh, you know, like X minus whatever, you know, and so that way it's like when you hit that area, that function becomes one over zero and it just hits a wall because literally I, I, I could not. And, you know, as we've mentioned, you know, we want, we want to do a good podcast. We want to like speak educatedly about the game. And I did not feel that getting like a sixth of the way through it, that I'd be able to do that. So I spent way more time than I should have for my mental health trying to get past that palace and eventually when i got exactly as far as i could i think four or five times in quick succession got like literally no further i was like i can't there's no there's no i'm not making any progress yeah well okay so the the analogy i kind of came up with is uh have you ever heard someone or maybe even been this person yourself but have you ever heard someone singing a song maybe acapella 
and they lose the key and then they just never can like get it mm-hmm. back again. That's kind of how it felt is like there were a few times in the first like on my way to the first palace and like kind of looking around the general like temple area and even in the first palace where I was like, okay, like I got to do this. And if I do that, I'm going to get hit. So I won't do that. And then this guy kind of moves like this. And I was like, I, I understand how the game universe works. And then I lost the key of that song and I just like, I just couldn't, I couldn't get it back. I was like, I understand more or less what I need. Like, I know how the song goes, but like, I'm not singing it right. Yeah. And and yeah. it's just, it's so, it's so unfun when that happens because it no longer feels challenging. It feels punishing because not only do you feel unable to overcome these obstacles without sinking in a disproportionate amount of time, like I've been playing video games for as far as I'm concerned my entire life. I could eventually master the idiosyncrasies of this universe, but I do not want to. I see no reason to do that because it wouldn't be a fun thing. It would just be like a, I lost a bet and now I have to prove I can do this. So to combine that amount of difficulty, like being completely unable to find the key of this song again with how rudely it treats you when you die, it's just like... It's, yeah. it's not fun. It's just not fun. No, it is 100% not fun. And it doesn't, and, and I'm not one who believes that video games always need to be fun, but it's not engaging either. It yeah, it's, engage. not, it's, it's not enjoyable. It's not engaging. It's not fun. It's not, yeah. it's not any good words. It's a bunch of yeah, bad it's not, words. It's not scary. It's just, it's just, it's just awful. Now, the, the analogy is just not an, I don't know. This is a, I'm not sure if this is exactly an analogy, but like literally, <laughs> Like the fourth time I died, like trying that same area, um, literally. So again, and because, you know, I, I was just stuck and grinding won't gain you levels, right? So literally there's just nothing I could do. I had all of the items. I had all the power-ups. It was just my skill was not getting the job done, right? So I did that and I was just kind of like, oh God. And I reminded me of Home Alone when it's like, we got to go get him. Nah, nah. He just wants us to go back through his little fun house so we get all tore up again. Like, <laughs> That line delivered by Joe Pesci <laughs> is exactly the way I felt when I died for like the fourth time. I was like, no, they just want me to go through their fucking fun house and like get all tore up again. I was like, no, I, I refuse. I refuse to go back through and get hit by the paint cans again and get the tarantula on the face. <laughs> I wanted none of it. It was done. But yeah, no, it's just, it's just, oh God, it's just so awful. And I want to say, <laughs> honestly, I cannot think of any redeeming quality that it has or no i take that back until we spoke briefly before this in which case you actually gave me its only redeeming quality which was that it really really canonized and emblazoned in gold across the universe what to never do again yeah 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 it's like nintendo through probably millions maybe in the high hundreds of thousands i don't know how much game development cost at this time five bucks yeah they they threw a lot of money at being like okay we confirmed that's a terrible idea and that's a terrible idea (laughs) i don't know how we ever thought that'd be a good idea like just just going down the list of things and and okay so friend friend of the show my former uh co-host from flipping tables uh mike edwards um, who actually uh, did the cover art for our show. So if you like the artwork for the show, go like pay him to make art for you. Um, but he he knows this is a bad game. 
And every time somebody complains about it, that's his main defense is like that he respects that Nintendo tried a bunch of things that were new at the time and were novel. And, and I was, I was kind of saving this for, for does it hold up? But I, I just, I, I, it, this game feels thoughtless. Like they tried all these new things without considering what the sum of the parts would be because, Oh, it's really easy to die. Also, the thing that happens when you continue makes the game unfun. And it's like, wait, so you're going to have to continue a lot, right? Yeah. And continuing sucks the fun out of the game. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe don't combine those two things. Maybe don't put salt and sugar like on this dish. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, um, the hitbox is going to be really terrible and confusing. It's like, Okay, okay, so you're going to get hit a lot, but you must have like a ton of life, right? No, you die at the drop of a hat. A stiff breeze is enough to murder you. And it's like, uh, <laughs> maybe maybe don't put those two things together because that sounds really awful. And there's just like th- this constant amount. And, and I'm not like shaming the devs because I mean, this is, game design is a hard thing. And they did a bunch yeah. of new things that had either never been done or never been done in this combination. But I really wish someone had had the authority when they were playtesting this to be like, can we change a bunch of these things before we ship this game? Because this is not fun. Yeah, no, it is. It is definitively not fun. And I think it's just like, and so, okay. So then easily that easy lead in. Oh, oh no, wait, 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 before we get there. Okay. I, so I have a list of um, ways that the game specifically punishes you. Oh, okay. Go and for it. Yeah. I, I just want to share them with you because we've already talked about a bunch of them, but I just want to make sure we get through all of the ones I had and, and, and give you an opportunity. Sure. Um, so how slow the text boxes are is, is, is like a punishment because you just are trying to find out where to go because the game does not tell you where to go or what to do. Yes. And, but, and button, button mashing makes you start over. Yes, because you can't just speed the text up, which seems, again, like that's something that is now entrenched in gameplay. Maybe at this time or apparently at this time it was not. Um, the, the continue mechanic is absolute and utter garbage and, and seems like someone should have noticed that during QA. Um, the experience thing specifically, not just having to start back at the temple, but losing all of your freaking experience seems like they're just trying to artificially extend gameplay. You're like game, absolutely wasting your time. Yeah. yeah. I'm just completely wasting your time. Um, and then, uh, I noticed, so I made it to, uh, you know, most of the way through the second palace. So in one of the other villages, uh, this woman says, I lost my mirror. And then there's a house that I guess is her house, I guess. And you go into it and there's a table. There's no people in the house. And you go over to the table and you press the action button like you were going to start a conversation. And it just says, you found a mirror? Hmm. Like, how was I supposed to know that? <laughs> she doesn't say I lost my mirror my mirror when I was at Jim's house. She doesn't say I lost my mirror when I was getting ready before I left this morning. So you don't even know that you should be looking for it in a house. You just know that she lost it. And because she doesn't know where it is and she's out about in town, it's a fair assumption that if it's somewhere, it's probably going to be out in the world. Also, you can't see it. There's no visual indicator that it's there and there's been nowhere else in the game to indicate that you should just be mashing the action button on random sprites and on random tiles to just see if a thing happens. Like, it's bad conveyance. There's just, there's no way you would know that. And then there's this guy, Bagu, I guess, B-A-G-U. So 
if you want to cross this river, you have to get a note from Bagu that tells the guy who controls the bridge that you are allowed to cross the river. And there's like, imagine like a grid of like forest tiles. So he's in like, let's say the middle one. And you can only get to his cabin if you enter it from uh, the east. So you have to be westbound. One, no one tells you that you need to find him. Two, no one shows you, or the game doesn't show you visually that there's anything there. It looks exactly like every other forest aisle. And three, there's no reason for you to think that the direction you enter a tile from matters. And you only get to his cabin if you enter it from the right. So just like the mirror, you don't know that you're supposed to be looking for this thing. The game does nothing to tell you that it's there and it actively obscures you from finding it. Yeah. No. Why? Why? Why would you do any of those things? Why should I be so early in the game and have had so many times that the only way I could proceed was either to have thrown my entire life at figuring these things out or to look at a fucking walkthrough? Yeah. No, I, I, I agree completely. The, the, the conveyance in this game is probably the worst that I've ever seen. Um, it's just it, it, it's just it's bad. It's bad. Dude. It's bad. Like it just it, 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 it there's there's it. The game goes out of its way to waste your time um it, what, what was it uh I, I can't remember where exactly i got this from but they said that a it is very very easy to beat a player it's very difficult to get a player through your game you know so i mean it's really easy to make a game where you just can't beat it i mean you just that's easy but to create a game that is interesting and challenging and get the player through it and still feel interested and challenged that's incredibly hard to do and this game falls flat in so many areas and i really do think that it's just the the density of bad ideas like is staggering i mean like i really do think like this is a black hole of a bad game and we <laughs> both got spaghettified and like went, we're, 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 we're light <laughs> and good and warmth and happiness <laughs> cannot escape it it it, just... it really does just feel like none of these mechanics individually would be would be game ruining but all of them together like the the amount of damage enemies do when they hit you the sloppy sloppy control sloppy hitbox sloppy yeah, sl mechanics. oh i didn't even mention that you have friggin momentum which i know is like a thing in the universe, but like, it's kind of annoying in video games where like you're, you're walking and you let go of the D pad and you like take another step or two. And then like when really? you hit enemies, some of them like knock you back. And that matters because instead of fighting with a sword, like the real hero of time, you fight with a butter knife, which is only like three and a half inches long. So getting knocked back a couple of inches really matters. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, lo I'm losing the thread here. My, my dude, <laughs> With, with that being said, did it hold up? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't hold up. And here's the thing is no amount of nostalgia goggles to me would make this experience hold up. This is firmly entrenched in I want to play a game that everyone else hates or I want to play a game that is punishingly difficult just to prove that I can or I want to play a game that I'm going to spend four hours of my life swearing at really loudly so that people will laugh and donate money to cancer research like I can't I, I am unable to empathize with a person who is like nah dude it's just a fun game it's just it's just a good casual time like I just just really enjoy Zelda 2 Simon's Quest the Saw 
Like, I, <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't imagine identifying with that person. No, I think, honestly, I think if somebody said, like, oh, man, no, I really like Zelda 2. It has a bunch of, like, nuance. I'm like, you're the guy, you're like a drip that ruins parties. Like, you're the guy <laughs> who, you know, says, like, no, man, this, this, like, like, you know, Luigi's Mansion is really the best of all of the, you know, like, no, Ma- it's, it's, Mario is missing is really the pinnacle of the Mario uh, franchise. Just love that. I mean, you know, like Luigi is really the underrated Mario brother, you know, I mean, like, like, like that, that, that kind of person, you know, but, um, no, there's, I, the, I, I can think of one reason to recommend this game, honestly, is, is, and it, again harkens back to the only redeeming quality (laughs) of it which is if somebody was looking to get into game development i would recommend that they play this game just for a again an exemplar of look at how frustrating all of these things are and look at how bad mechanics or let me rephrase specific mechanics can impact dramatically other mechanics you know like so if you take thing a and you and thing B alone, like you said, those are fine. But if you pair them together, it's bad. If you pair it with thing C, it's 10 times worse. And then with thing D, it's a thousand times worse, you know? <laughs> like it just, each one compounds the other, you know? It just, it's just an, an Ouroboros of hate, you know? Um, so yeah, that being said though, I can't, the only reason I could think of somebody looking back fondly on playing this game would be because it was like the first time they did cocaine. And like... <laughs> Thought we were going to get through without a cocaine reference. I, no. I really, man, what people must think of us. <laughs> <laughs> so he, here is, th- this will be um, uh, Jerry Springer style. I'm going to turn to the camera and put my, you know, cross my legs and put my, my note cards against my knee. And here's my final thought. Uh, this is literally a line of dialogue that someone in the first town, it's like the second person I ever spoke to in the game says to you. And this is exactly how I feel about this game. And I'm quoting verbatim here. If all else fails, use fire. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head. From the time that you spent traversing the land, battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand, your memories creep in. 